Live from the Momo Pizzeria and Ristorante Studios at 44th and O. Morning radio for the entire capital city. This is LNK Today with Jack and Friends on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, welcome in. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to everybody, August 17, 2022 at 609. It's 59 degrees in the capital city. And middle of the week, we ask you, we advise you to take the opportunity to get those things that are deeply lodged in your chest. I mean, metaphorically, not physically. That Just go to the emergency room if that's happening. But more metaphorically, deeply lodged in your chest and expel them. Expel them on the radio. Uh, Another way to describe what we call What Chaps Your Hide Wednesday, it is the segment that has been improving moods and lowering stress in the capital city since like 2011. And we keep it going once again today. Your chance to tell us that uh, maybe that little thing that seems irrelevant and the people around you don't want to hear, but it does bug you and you'd like to tell someone, that's what we provide a forum for. Uh, Text line is open, Rich Time Recognition text line, 402-479-1400 for you to tell us what's chapping your hide today. You can go to the Facebook page as well. I remember to post it up there this week hello facebook.com slash lnk today so uh check that out that's at 710 we'll also take your phone calls also on the show today uh we will be talking to mayor lyrian gaylor baird working through that budgeting process getting some grants in here for the city for tourism and a transportation hub keeping the risk dial where it is so we got a lot to talk about with her coming up at 810 and then at 8.35 today, John Bishop is going to join us. Uh, a little bit cha- more of a chance to talk about Nebraska on the way to Ireland here in a few days to take on the Northwestern Wildcats. Uh, we are eight days away from our Break the Curse party. It's beginning to really shape up. So we'll talk to him a little bit about those uh, those preparations and what you can expect if you come out and join us. Uh, if you're thinking about it, it's free. Just go to the Facebook page and RSVP for it for the Break the Curse party. We'd love to know how many people are going to be out there. Uh, so that's what we got going on on the show today. Good morning, Mark Vale. How are you? Well, thanks. How are you? Uh, I'm glad you're dispelling a uh, fake social media trend that said there's a serial killer in town. Yep. Appreciate that. Anytime. Appreciate that. Evidently, this is like a uh, copy and paste for a whole bunch of different cities yep. around the country. Yeah, there was uh, some in California, I think one or two on the East Coast, and then Lincoln. Okay. Uh, LPD has come out, as you reported said this thing has been up for several cities it's fake they just changed the city no factual basis calm down don't believe everything you read on facebook we've got a, a picture of the of the post at klan.com or a picture of the the fake face you're a, you're uh you, you you're pretty aware of what's going on, on facebook had you seen this Posted. Yes, I did. Yeah, Had I did. you? Yeah, I did. How are people reacting to it? Were they freaking out? Uh, there was a few shares, and then somebody said okay. that's fake. You know, it just okay. It was one of those. All right. Uh, yes. You know, so those okay. kind of things really chap my hide. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Get it. Get it out there right now. So, by the way, who's the uh, who's the guy that they took the picture of? I don't How about know. him? He's been a he's been a serial killer in like twenty different communities around. Yeah, the you, you, now. you'd almost think his picture, you know, shows up when uh, you sh- see a picture of a suspect or something like that on a web page. Maybe some I'd do a reverse Google search on that thing and see who he is. That'd be I interesting. Mean, <laughs> I, I he might have a lawsuit on his hands here. He may be able to make some dough. Yeah, you very well could. I understand. I would, you've even been. Call, 
uh, confused for the suspect. <laughs> Listen, I can I can relate because for whatever reason, our website uh, has this thing where when you sometimes have a news story, it puts the picture of the host that's on air instead of the you know a mugshot or something. And there have been multiple KLI news stories where it says. Lincoln man uh, suspected in case of breaking into vape shops or something, and and then it's got my big smiling mug right on the top of the thing. I did, and then I've got to come out every single time and make sure I, you know, this is I'm not the person. It's just the website. So I can relate to this guy. So so yeah, if you want to, uh, why, don't, why don't you offer him free legal service? I could. I mean, that's what pretty much what it'd be worth right now from uh, <laughs> inactive member of the bar. But get what you pay. But, for. Uh, you know what? I'll give him. Uh, you know what? Nothing up front. Let's say twenty percent of any damages that we get in a uh, in kind of a uh, defamation here, a defamation suit that I file against some Facebook what, users. Yeah? Just tell him how you would handle Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that. Even even the fake serial killer doesn't want to hear that. They everybody just wants to go get that. I mean, I want to read the affidavit too, just like everybody else. But apparently, full steam ahead on just getting this thing out, like we basically never do in court cases. But you know, maybe this one's this one's different. I'll, we'll see. On this. scheduled for tomorrow. Okay. On whether or not to release uh, the affidavit, the, the low low likelihood the judge is going to release it just to just to set everyone's expectations accordingly. Would they have to give that affidavit to the Trump legal team? Or? Well, uh, I mean, no. I mean, they're making a motion, as I understand, to unseal it and make it public. So if you make it public, you obviously give it to them. Do you mean in, a, in, in as part of the investigation? No, no. The affidavit does not go because it maps out. It maps out the investigation. And I know in this scenario where the country is divided into teams on this thing and you're cheering for one side or the other here on this thing, it's not necessarily a bad thing for law enforcement to uh, have to give out some details of what their plan is if you think the plan is corrupt. But in the other, you know, 99.9999999999% of uh, cases where you've got a search warrant here, we we tend to all agree that it is not in the best interests of um of of a variety of people including our own system that and all including the defendant and including law enforcement to throw this thing out there before anybody is charged with anything but this one's a little different because you've got uh politicians and and the defendant himself i well, think he's, he's not a defendant yet is he the, you're right good point the i mean perspective defendant yeah i know that that's the point he hasn't been you know, charged with anything. So to put out allegations against him publicly right now is part of the reason you don't do this, but you know, doesn't it. And you got, by the way, you got, it's, it's kind of a weird teaming of people who want to see it because assuming I'm still not totally sold. Trump teams is going to go in. Trump's legal team is going to go in and really stand and really push hard to get these released. I still think on the PR side, why you would say that, but on the legal side, you'd be like, you know what? I don't know that we really want those. Well, it's a talking point if if they Released don't right release now. it, you know, it becomes a, a yes. A that good that it sounds point. like there are things being yeah. shaded. Although these are this kind of a process is always shaded, though this is a unique case. Blah blah blah. Now, um, now with a grand jury involvement, does that change a little bit of well, the, the the hearing? That that that's part of the reason that you don't release it. Okay. Is for the, I mean, if if that if it goes to a grand jury situation. 
as well. So we'll see. Oh, I don't. I don't think the judge is going to release it. But what I was going to say is, you've got kind of weird bedfellows because if Team Trump stays to actually goes into court, um, did you say the hearings tomorrow? Uh, yeah. uh, go and say they want it out. You also the other big group that wants it out. In addition to you know random politicians saying they want it out, but anyway, that's all I'll say about that. But uh, is is media companies? Yep, they're the other ones foying, like trying to not actually foying, but trying to trying to get these things as well. So you got big media and Trump, and um, they release that thing, and then this thing is really going to go on its side, Mark, <laughs> because it's going to be. It is going to be explosive in every way possible. That, that it is going to be. Ex- yeah. It's going to have. It, it's going to have names in it. It is going to have witnesses and have people who are considered traitors in it. It is going to have probably a. To be honest, it's probably going to have a series of events described by witnesses that are going to look rather explosive. And either, depending on your perspective, very bad for the president or the, this crazy deep state compar- conspiracy, whichever side of this thing that you're on, it's going to, I mean, if you think we already were in a powder keg situation before, wait till this thing comes out, if and when it does. Um, and, and it eventually will, you know, like I said, if if they would go for or it, it'll just charges, go but that would be weeks. Yeah, or it'll, or it'll, or it'll kind of go away and... Um, and then maybe after the fact, they might there may be some more. Um, Speaking of grand juries, uh, one of your favorite spokespersons from the Donald Trump uh, presidency era is uh, before a grand jury today in Georgia. Giuliani, yeah. Hey, no, I will say this: but about, he is the target of a criminal investigation there. Well, I thought maybe it wasn't a good idea to use him as your big, you know, your big hired gun from the beginning, which I told you for years. <laughs> but I, but I will say this about the Trump team: they've hired like real, like practicing, solid attorneys now, instead of. Uh, listen, no offense if there's any huge Rudy fans out there. He's not the legal, you know. He he's not the legal cyborg that you need. I think we're playing some Rudy situation. songs on uh, on Friday. Are we playing some Rudy songs? Those are different though. Oh, those are, those are different. Different Rudy. He didn't I play didn't at the get Four Seasons. Hey, hey, uh, no. I uh, I uh, did you see me. this? She did. She see uh, Senator Deb Fisher made an endorsement in the Georgia Senate race. She yesterday. got a lot of poll in Atlanta. She. Everyone in Georgia is like. I don't know if I'm Warnock or Herschel Walker. I got to wait and see what Deb Fisher in Nebraska says. <laughs> okay, that's that's the one thing, and I'm finally going to be one way or the other on this thing. When Senator Fisher tells us, uh, when Senator Fisher speaks, Georgia listens. <laughs> Put it on a bumper sticker right now. <laughs> yeah, she went out like made like a full-throated endorsement of Herschel Walker yesterday, which, if that's the... Uh, there, there's some there's some good Republican there's some good Republican Senate candidates out there, um, you know, probably some Trumpyish Republican Senate candidates out there right now. Just from seeking her, see her, hearing Herschel Walker speak about the issues, I'm not sure if he would have been the first one I would have jumped on <laughs> as an endorser. That's me though, and Georgia does not care about me nearly as much as they do Deb Fisher. So, who does that help? I mean, who in that scenario does that help? 
Exactly. Well, it, it, all it, it helps. It helps Walker as a sitting senator. To see uh, a bigger it, list of, uh, you're right. Yeah. To see a bigger list of existing senators saying, "Yeah, you just added." To we the want, list. yeah, you want a, a longer list of existing U.S. senators to say, "We want you in our club." Yes, that's what that's what it is, exactly. But like I said, I don't know that it's gonna, I don't know it's gonna turn the election all that much. No, but it uh, it, it it will certainly help. Uh, probably raise some money outside the state of Georgia. You know, you when you get. That, that's influence. Yeah, maybe it might. I don't know. Liz Cheney's out. Why are we way, doing all these national politics in the first out. segment? We were not. We're not supposed to do this. By the way, uh, there who, who ha- started this? There has Did been a, an agreement uh, for two <laughs> debates in the first district race. Oh, really? Yes. I thought politicians were done debating. No, I thought uh, that was all over. Mike Flood and Patty Panzing Brooks will debate twice. Eh. They're still working out the details. Nebraska Examiner got the uh, the scoop story. They this, did one before the special, also. I think. Um, yes, they KTV, did. Yep. KTV had one. Yeah. Kudos to uh, kudos to them, and kudos in particular. I mean, to both of them, but especially to Mike Flood being kind of the front ru- front runner in this uh, thing. Although I don't know how much of one he is, but that's good. I'm tired of tired of these politicians who won't get up on stage because they're afraid they're going to screw something up. Good. Glad to see it. That'll be interesting to hear. Uh, all right. What else? Any other? God, there's a lot of politics for the first segment. Uh, I feel dirty. Hey, you know what's nice? Mother Nature made the weather very similar to Ireland yesterday because, you know, they thought the Husker football team could use a little taste of the Emerald Isle before they mm-hmm, actually go and mm-hmm. play a game there. So they made it cloudy and drizzly all day. Although, once again, do we ever get any rain out? After all of this time, this drizzle rain junk mark for two days, what do we get? third of an inch? Uh, let me like look. Nothing. Well, we had Not a third of an inch as of midnight. We had four tenths as of last uh, yesterday morning at Casa Vale. The uh, three-day history, yeah, about a third of an inch, a little over. All that? That's, that's what this produced? Well, this is a nice morning out there today. It's 59 degrees in the capital city right now and uh, high in the lower 80s. And we're going to stay right there in the 80s for as far as the extended forecast will show us for the next 10 days. All right. It's uh, 623. We'll take a break. Sports with Caleb is next on KLIN. Waking up the capital city with the help of Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
A look at news from both inside and outside of Lincoln and conversation on how that news affects us here. It's time for the Sound Off on LNK Today. But first, one half hour warning for you to get ready with your What Chaps Your Hide entries today. Text him in the Rickstein Recognition text line at 402-479-1400 uh, or facebook.com slash LNK today where for the first time in like a month I actually put the post up the night before. I was very excited to have done that and to have remembered that. My uh, my alarm on my phone actually worked yesterday. So we've got uh, we got that coming up for you. Friday is Request Line Friday. We're now three days away from that. The season finale, season two finale, the cliffhanger oh, edition sad. of Request Line Friday. But we're going to, as we should for the season finale, we'll be ratcheting up the intensity just a touch on the show. And we are going to be asking you, one week, well, eight days in advance of the first Nebraska football game and seven days in advance of the first Nebraska volleyball game, mm-hmm. we are going to ask you to help us find those songs that get in your game day mood, okay? For your, for your, for your fit, for if it's Husker football or Husker volleyball, whatever, whatever fall sport that you participate and cheer in, what song is getting in you in your game day mood? Uh, so everyone will have a list to do that coming up on Friday and Saturday of the week after. So submit those requests. Last week we had a hard time getting to all of the requests. <laughs> I suspect that will likely be the case again. So the sooner the better. Facebook.com slash LNK today or check out the Rick Stein recognition text line uh, and do it there at 402-479-1400 or KLIN.com request on Friday. There's so many different ways you can do it. It's just, boy, it's amazing. Uh, all right. Sound off time. Uh, oh boy, we did all this affidavit stuff already, didn't we? Well, let's just, let's just get a little bit, uh, just get you the the update, the details just on this whole home. thing. They're going to go to court and figure out if they're going to unseal this, uh, this uh, affidavit. And then if they do, you can watch, watch it all hit the fan in this country when that happens. President Trump and media organizations are asking U.S. Magistrate Judge Bruce Reinhart to unseal the affidavit, potentially revealing the person who spoke to the government about alleged items at Mar-a-Lago greenlighting the search warrant. Trump posting on his social media platform, Truth Social, quote, in the interest of transparency, I call for the immediate release of the completely unredacted affidavit pertaining to this horrible and shocking break-in. But the Justice Department is asking the affidavit remain sealed, writing in part, if disclosed, the affidavit would serve as a roadmap to the government's ongoing investigation, providing specific details about its direction and likely course in a manner that is highly likely to compromise future investigative steps I, uh, I, I don't want to disappoint anything but i don't think the judge is going to unseal it just uh, but maybe there'll be some some argument that's made by the uh by the former president's legal team he actually has some legit lawyers on it now as opposed to some of the people he's been working with before so th- that might be a better sign maybe they've got something up their sleeve where they're going to say prove to the judge that they're going to have some uh, damage accrue to them if it's not released uh previous to when it would have normally been released but we will see what happens with that but like i said if that happens if that thing comes out you think we're already at uh, a high defcon of political infighting in this country oh, that's taken it to a brand new level if and when that thing actually comes out and uh but you know i kind of want to see it too like everybody else uh we had if the uh, judge doesn't unseal it you know what that means right uh what uh, deep state conspiracy nothing but the, a liberal the judge is in on so that's what it is. Those liberals, that are, that are those, just a rhino. Those those liberals who hate doing the same thing that we've done in every <laughs> one of these cases for years. Okay. Anyway, um, 
They had elections last night in Alaska and Wyoming. They really put the wildernessy states on the same day with the. Uh... Yeah, they did. <laughs> was that, yeah, was they that a plan? <laughs> what, what, what do we say? We make August 16 the most wildernessy states possible for uh, like the lowest population <laughs> per, ca- uh, per capita in the entire country. We put them on the same day. Well, they did it. And uh, unsurprisingly, Liz Cheney went down. She is no longer going to be in the House. And uh, so the uh, question is a little bit, uh, what's the next plan for her? And um, let's uh, get a little, let's see, do I have, uh, have the, yeah, I have this. What's the next plan for her? Congresswoman Liz Cheney says she called Harriet Hageman, the trump back challenger, to concede this election. She says the primary is over, but she says her work is not finished. I will do whatever it takes to ensure Donald Trump is never again anywhere near the Oval Office, and I mean it. Trump-backed Harriet Hageman won easily here. She's the Republican nominee in a state where nearly 70% of the voters in 2020 supported President Trump in the uh, head-to-head matchup with uh, now President Joe Biden. Cheney's term expires in January. She's still working on the January 6th committee. Is she running? She, I mean, is she running for 2024? Is that a thing? Could that be? Oh. I wouldn't. I mean, I don't know how successful she's going to be given where the the party is right now. But I mean, I've heard a lot of names that make less sense than that, just in terms of the the momentum that they've going got going right now. Uh, and then we did a uh, then we did Alaska where they're doing ranked choice in their in their uh, elections. We talked a little bit about Love this yesterday, which makes it a, take a lot longer to count. So you had to be up in the middle of the night to really hear many of the details. That's on why you this, let the computers handle and it. Because Sarah Palin, everyone trusts the computers Sarah now. Sarah Palin's back in Alaska. I mean, we're kicking it like uh, like it's 2008 uh, uh, in here. Or, or was, uh, no, she would have been a little bit later than that. But nonetheless. Wasn't she the 2012 election? Yeah, 2012. I had the wrong one. The 08 was the... The new Alaska nonpartisan primary sends the top vote-getters to the general election. In the race for Senate, Kelly Shubaka, backed by former President Trump, she called the race breaking the Murkowski monarchy's grip on Alaska, meaning incumbent Republican Lisa Murkowski, who also advanced to the fall election. Murkowski told reporters, I hope that we do not become the party of one person. I hope that we do not become the party of Donald Trump. Former Governor Sarah Palin advanced in the primary for the state's one House seat. She'll be going up against fellow Republican Nick Begich and others. In the race for governor, incumbent Republican Mike Dunleavy advanced, along with former Governor Bill Walker. Jill Nato, Fox News. Okay, a couple of questions here. Is her name Chewbacca? I thought it was Chewbacca. Okay, I thought she said Chewbacca. That'd be pretty sweet, you know. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people put forth. Uh, oh wow! What is it? Spell it. Uh, uh, are you asking me to spell it? Yeah. First, pronounce it again. What you think it's pronounced? Chewbacca. Chewbacca. S. Wrong. C. Starts with a T. T. Oh my gosh! I got a <laughs> T. C. T S. T S H I U. B A K A. Oh, Chewbacca. Chewbacca, starting with a T. Chewbacca. You know how I think we fix inflation in this country? I got a bad feeling. One of the better policy, one of the better better policy positions I've heard from someone running for office. Actually, I'm ready. Also, Mike Dunleavy isn't that the old coach of the Portland Trailblazers? Dunleavy. 
It's the exact same name. Is that a different guy? I don't know. Okay. What is happening in Alaska? Also, how deep do you get to rank the candidates in your ballot? Can I go down far enough? You should be, I think you can rank all of them. Or is it just your top Can five? you also write in people that you're ranking? Probably. Like I'm writing in. It sounds like, a, honestly, it makes it sound voting a lot more fun. There's just a lot more creativity that goes into it there. All right, what else do we have? Oh, boy. Oh, this is interesting. Let's get to the uh, medical field here. Uh, I, uh, so I, I believe it's as a part of this inflation reduction reduction thing that they signed. One of the, one of the impacts of this that is just getting some attention now has to do with your ability to get hearing aids, which I'm a hundred percent sure I'm going to need at some point in my life, if not soon in my life. Just judging from the interactions I have with my family, <laughs> <laughs> and and the more I, you can tell, I'm getting up in age. When it's not only that I'm notifying people that I can't hear them. It's that I do it You're with so aggressive. I do it with such great disdain that they didn't talk in a way that I could hear them. You know, it's never a like, "Hey, what'd you say?" It's it's always more something like, "I cannot hear a word you are saying." Like you like yelling, "I can't hear you." I I just well, first of all, I the, I have a rule in my family. It's very simple that I think we live by. If we had a coat of arms, it would be on there. It's talk loud, okay. No more whisper talk in this house. I am so tired of low voices. Why? Loud and proud. If you got something to say, say it. No mumbling. None of that. That don't d- d- put your words together loud and let me hear it if you want to. Yeah, Nonetheless, exactly I might have. Want, I mean, see, I look at this. That's okay. you, you laugh. That's my life. <laughs> All right, let's continue. And then you got this dogs barking in the okay. background. You got the TV going. I can't hear anything. That's okay. Just man, I can't believe I was in my twenties when I started this show. Okay. <laughs> well, you're going to be in your seventies by the time you're done with it. Okay, I can see that. Anyway, you're going to be able to get hearing aids over the counter, I guess. A new rule from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration could help save you money on hearing aids. The devices traditionally are expensive, with high out-of-pocket costs, and required a physician's prescription. The FDA will now allow for manufacturing of lower-grade devices to treat mild to moderate hearing loss, which will be sold entirely over-the-counter and with adjustable volume control. The devices will not be recommended for use by children. Eben Brown, Fox News. I am, I'm. whenever that goes into effect, I might have to pick one up. Right next to the Tylenol, mm-hmm. right next to the Pepto-Bismol hearing aids, grab one. Fire it up, see how that changes things. And then, yeah, probably better to have a nice, good, customized <laughs> one. Which, by the way, a lot of the hearing aids now, I, I just realized this. I was talking, um, uh, back in the day, I used to uh, do some ads for Roy Christensen for, for audiology, and he put me through the test, and he was showing, and this was like years ago, and he showed me some of the technology now, but at some point, I think I'm going to have hearing aids that are that I wear all the time that are also Bluetooth headphones. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. About that. I mean, I don't want hearing. I, I, I thought I we talked to this. somebody who, who works here that has those. Mark does. Yeah. Do you know how cool it would be to always just have invisible Bluetooth headphones in? Right? Things are getting a little boring at the in-service you're at or at the meeting you're at. And they're like, hey, how about some tunes? Right? Sorry, Pastor. The sermon is great, but... <laughs> NFL Sunday <laughs> countdown. But I got a fantasy lineup to set, and they're talking about the RB3 position <laughs> right now. Who might get goal line carries for the Falcons? And I need to know. Guys, I've got several injuries. I need a flex. Like, is it weird that I'm a little excited for that? 
Yes. And I think I need them anyway. I don't even I'm, need to hesitate. Yes. I'm going to need them anyway, eventually. But yeah, the alt, the always Bluetooth headphones that are very secretive. Plus, how different are hearing aids now than when our grandparents had hearing aids? I mean, Officer Chad's in here. He knows what I'm talking about. I mean, the grandma and grandpa used to have those just giant skin. I talking about him. Those, those giant skin color plastic uh, oh, yeah, we've hearing all seen aid things. Just huge. Not anymore. Can't even see them. Got your tunes in there. Love it. Um, this has been a weird sound off. What else should we do? Uh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do. Oh, yeah. This is my last one. This is my last one. We got an intellectual property battle, and you guys know I get fired up about intellectual property battles because I applied for some trademarks once or twice in big my life. Big IP So guy. I act like I'm a big intellectual property like expert, but I probably have more than you are, just to be honest. No, I mean, no offense. No, that's okay. Um, but this one is the one I'd really like to be the attorney in. Mariah Carey has filed a trademark <laughs> in the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. What, she wants Christmas? You got it. She wants to be known... As the Queen of Christmas, which I think is Mary. But anyway, uh, nonetheless. Uh, if it's not Mary, it's Mrs. Claus. Well, there's a few actual, a few other singers who dispute that she is the Queen of Christmas. Mariah Carey's attempt to register the term Queen of Christmas as a trademark is meeting opposition from two singers who have also been associated with that term over the years, Darlene Love and Elizabeth Chan, with Chan going to court last week to try and stop Carey from monopolizing it. Love's music has been a staple since Phil Spector's Christmas album. Chan has built up a following and strong media profile as the only singer-songwriter who devotes herself to releasing exclusively Christmas music. Love posted on social media, David Letterman named her the Queen of Christmas 29 years ago. Michelle Polino, Fox News. I've just never heard of Elizabeth Chan, but she writes only Christmas music? What is she? Oh, God. Like, June must be the worst for her. Um, excuse me? She has a great relationship with Schaefer's. <laughs> she should redo the Schaefer's in July commercial. I mean, it's still very fresh. They barely use the original if, one. If but... you think you are the queen of Christmas. Schaefer's, 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 Schaefer's. But she can hit that last note. Yes. For the first time in three decades. <laughs> <laughs> But the Yuletide is high. Okay, sorry. All right, we got to stop. 653, we got to talk to Chad if he can hear us. 653, it's Ellen K today with Jack and Friends on KLIA. They done it. And now LPD needs your help. Crime Stoppers on LNK today. All right, 656, Ellen K today with Jack and Friends. Since apparently we're talking about. But hearing when you uh, go in and do like the firearms practice and those sorts of things, yep. do you wear like something over your ears when you're? Uh, oh, absolutely. Doing, do you? Oh, yes. You should, yeah, I didn't know the. I, I don't have the. Not cool a big gun expert, so Bluetooth I didn't know the ones. But no, I've got no. some uh, the noise canceling ones, so we like, can have a conversation. But as soon as it gets over a certain, noise so if you level, sh- shoot certain kinds of firearms, are your ears just ringing for a long time afterwards? If you would do it without ear. Absolutely, Officer Bergeron, and your uh, muzzle brake AR-15. Never bring that to the range again. <laughs> yes. What? There, For a uh, while afterwards? Uh, yeah, there there are certain weapons that, with a muzzle brake on, and any muzzle brake, just they amplify the noise. Oh, really? They're just unpleasant to be around. They're they're awesome and fun to shoot, but if you're the guy next to the guy shooting them, you're just miserable, oh. Officer Bergeron. <laughs> 
Oh, th- trust me. There's several people that know exactly which gun I'm talking about. Wait, can, okay. Can I can I ask another question? Sure. Do people? I see this on TV and movies all the time. Do people really have silencers? Is that a thing? They're called suppressors and or cans. And yes. Do you know why we have them? For quiet. Because they're awesome. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Also for um, quiet. For quiet, yeah. The, the department doesn't issue any suppressors, but uh, you can go through the paperwork and and buy your own suppressor for. Is several it really that guns. quiet when you have one of those on? It, is it a little? So it's not zoop, that. Zoop, zoop. Now on a twenty-two um, rifle or a uh, twenty-two handgun, yes, and they just they make you giggle because it's all almost silent when you shoot them. Really. But like a nine millimeter or any rifle that has a suppressor on it, it cancels a considerable amount of the noise, and you can shoot it without hearing protection sometimes safely. Um, but no, it's not like on the movies where you hear that cool little pew pew. No, that, okay, that total movie magic. All right, very interesting <laughs> stuff here today. Well, nice to know I've been lied to, Hollywood. Uh, yeah, no kidding. I know, you mean everything on the TV and internet's not real? <laughs> it's true, including the uh, fake serial killer. Apparently, uh, <laughs> yeah. I saw that. I Every, I we're okay. Nothing. We're yeah. okay. I, uh, I think we'll be all right. What do we have, Crime Stoppers? Wise? Uh, how about we do Cash Me Outside? Uh, this one, the victim put a check in her mailbox. $17 to make a payment for one of her bills. Check was stolen from the mailbox, altered to read $322 to High V, which was then scratched out and replaced with U-Stop, and ultimately got cashed at a local U-Stop. We got some pictures of the suspects there. Uh, the next Cash one- me outside? Yes. How about that? <laughs> Jeez. Is that something I should get? It's okay that you don't. Okay. <laughs> I'll explain it later. Please. Uh, how about the cleaners? <laughs> Are you okay? Yeah, no kidding. He's yeah. just kind of sitting there giggling today. This is yeah, a fun yeah. day. Yeah. The cleaners. Uh, the cleaners. This one's from June of this year. White U-Haul truck pulls into one of the wash bays of the Havelock car wash. Two suspects get out, use a drill, start drawing holes in the coin lockbox, trying to get the coins out of the coin op machines, obviously. Uh, the one suspect who is missing his arm from the left forearm down acted as a lookout. They were unable to get into the coin box. They left empty-handed, but they did cause quite a bit of damage to the to the uh, car wash. And these are kind of common, to be honest. A lot of people think they can get rich off of quarters. I was going to say, what do they do? They miss a payday of eight seventy-five. I mean, <laughs> I you know, and it's these are these are really kind of frustrating because they do a lot of damage and really no payouts. All right, LincolnCrimeStoppers.com. Take a look at the pictures. Help out if you can. Thank you so much, Thank Chad. You, I'm day. sorry. What? Huh? <laughs> Seven o'clock. KLIM, my guy. Swimsuit check. Sunscreen check. Phone charger check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah. That's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 99.3 KLIN.
All right, it's 710 to tell in K today with Jack and Friends on KLIN 59 degrees in the capital city. It's what chaps your hide Wednesday. You've got little things that accrue during your day. Make you upset, make you mad, are weird, they frustrate you, and you just want to talk about them to someone, but not everybody wants to listen to you. Most specifically, often your coworkers, your family, your friends, your cubicle mates, whatever it might be, your pets. Uh, but we give you that opportunity. We have a listening ear here for you. No matter how small, no matter how trivial it seems, we will listen to you. And I'm going to start out with one that's definitely trivial. But I got to get it off my chest because it's on my head right now. You know what chaps my hide? You guys ever get to that point where you're you're in bed, right? And you're at that you're at that point, the transition from wide awake to asleep, where your thoughts sort of start to melt together, and you can tell you're falling asleep, and then all of a sudden your nose itches, or there's a little part uh, part on your shoulder that itches. And I don't know if any of you do this, but then I go through this mental game where I'm like. I'm close to asleep right now. If this goes away, I'll have a better chance of of going to sleep without actually moving and waking myself up even more. And then I start to try and not think about it, but all I can do is think about it, and everything's getting worse. And then I say, forget it. Okay, I'm itching it. I go to town on the thing. You know, I itch the little little part of my nose or my eye or whatever that's itching, and then I'm wide awake. After that's that's all over. And... I, I, I unsuccessfully, I think there should be some sort of mental training that you can do. Maybe they do this in the military or something where if you've got a, a small minor itch where you can just mentally ignore it, but I don't have that power, that willpower yet. Have you ever had that? Like a whole, like you're re, you're re, you're on the verge of a sleep. Everything feels great. One itch ruins it all. And then you're wide open, wide awake after all that. Anyone? Nope. Can't say I've ever had sleep ruined by by a itch. single small itch. No, and it's not like a terrible one. It's not like a you know a bug bite or anything. It's like the littlest one, and you think you might be able to get to go away. All right, maybe that's just me then. Four zero two four seven nine fourteen. That's okay. That's what chaps you are for. Can, Sometimes it's just you. You you can tell us. Let's go through some of the text lines. Uh, I put them all on the prep page for you. Thank you. Um. Uh. All right. Let's start. I'm gonna start from the bottom. Uh, I, I, this is uh, Midtown Dave. He says, I could be wrong, but I think that I got, this got missed last week. My apologies if it did, Dave. Uh, when my car downshifts big time after I hit the cruise control resume button, my wife is not going into labor. I just need my car to gradually resume normal speed. <laughs> I know exactly what he means. Put the hammer all, down. Of su- all of a sudden, you're on the interstate with the kids, and you had to slow down because there was somebody slow in front of you, and you're like, resume back up to 75. <laughs> I kind of like that. It's kind of nice, but yes, it'll it will uh, it'll jerk you around big time. Uh, Chris and Olathe says we've been having uh, sports official meetings. Chris is a, a referee. What chaps my hide is that uh, person who is constantly raises their hand, won't shut up, and makes an hour long meeting last an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> there, are, there, are, there are different types of people in this world <laughs> when it comes to meetings. Okay. There are meeting enders and there are meeting continuers. Be a meeting ender, okay? That's my challenge to you today. Be a meeting ender, not a meeting continuer. Uh, because I, I feel bad. This is a this is a little bit too much inside baseball. But everybody who works with me knows here 
that I will get into a, will be at a certain level of a meeting. I get very restless and I will physically start moving toward the door. <laughs> yeah. After it's over and I'll start creeping out, out the, uh, and I do a lot of the, uh, okay then. Welp. <laughs> All righty. Welp. <laughs> I, and I've, I feel bad, but those, yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, OG Steven says, Chaps haven't figured out the DMV on Westo is going to an appointment system and get mad at employees because they have to wait behind those with appointments. Yes, they now have an appointment system, hopefully more efficient from ever, for everyone that is out there. I will tell you this. I just renewed my driver's license online. Very slick. I have a brand new. I didn't realize how different the new driver's license mm-hmm. looked. I hadn't gotten one for a long time. Very lo- Very nice. It uh, we got like, does that chimney rock on it? I don't know. It's got something on it that looks very nice and official. I leave my wallet in my office. So what is it? Have I can't yeah. tell you. Yeah, it's got. Oh, it's not chimney rock. It's just a. It's just a rock. It's just some kind of a rock formation. Uh, but nonetheless, it's very nice. Um, what chaps my high, Jason? People who make poor lane choices while driving. For instance, they're going to take a left on the next block, but they're in the right-hand lane when they turn, and they cut three lanes of traffic instead of pre-planning. Yes. Uh, Cam the man says the smoke detector started beeping in the middle of the night because the batteries are now bad. But you can't just take out the batteries to stop the beeping. You have to completely unwire it. I don't stock D batteries. <laughs> That's a good point. What do we use D? Ba- uh, see, I used to you would have C and D batteries, Mark, quite a bit because your portable uh, like boom boxes ran oh, on those. Is. Oh wow! What my mic's on? I turned it on when you texted me. <laughs> oh, well, I you turned been, it on. Have you been censoring Mark this time? Yeah, for like to, the first five minutes. Have we been trying to silence you, Mark? Tell me everything that you've tried to say throughout the course of this thing so far. No, I'm chapped. Why? Because he wouldn't turn my mic on. Okay. I tried to contribute right from the Do beginning. Do you stock D batteries? Uh, yeah, we have a few because cool. I I've got a uh, like a little camp lantern for when the power goes off. Okay, and and it's the only thing that I can think of right offhand. Yeah, I was going to say I'm trying I've to got think some old 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 flashlights that use flashlights were yep flashlights were one that used those. But the boom boxes, especially those that you had to put in like like eight or twelve. <laughs> I had a boom box that I swear it took like twelve C or D batteries D's and, to get the thing and to run. Weighed about four hundred pounds. <laughs> right, which you guys it- making a generator. <laughs> I'm telling you, those boom. It, the whole back panel, the whole yep. bottom half of the back panel was batteries, and well, you they, would just line up. And it wasn't a. Now everything is double A AA or triple A. But uh, Caleb, in the '80s, C and D were the. Well, I they, think they were the coolest batteries. Then they were yeah, the ones you, you wanted you to had, have. You had to have that many because the boombox needed that for the amplification that those right. things would do. Yeah, yeah. But in toys, a lot of toys use C and D batteries. That was a big need on Christmas, but now the battle in my house for the AAA and AA batteries is it's palpable between remote controls, okay, Xbox right. controllers, my wife's fake candles, a lot of keyboards and mice for keyboards, computers. keyboards and mice. Uh, my my wife does a lot of like outdoor candles that run on these things. They're not real, but they, it looks yeah, like a LED a candle. Flat, flat um, I mean, you need them for everything now. You, you and a few nine volts for the smoke detectors. Well, I, our smoke detectors are all nine volt. Yeah, he's he was. Yeah, mine. That I have two. I didn't. Uh, I gave uh, our own Matt McMaster a cord to go record the uh, the press conference yesterday, and part of it needs powered, so it has a nine volt. 
And I said, well, I don't know how much battery that one has, but I grabbed a spare one from my bag. And I checked it, and yeah, it's still good. <laughs> Check the battery. Yeah. Little, Put it to your little, tongue. Little, and, little I, tongue. Yep. Little tongue. And, and my head immediately went, I have not done that since I was like 16, 17 I, years old. Why did I, without hesitation, go, oh, check the power. One Let's of my, touch it to my tongue. One of my earliest memories in my life is I had a toy or something that ran on one of those. And when you're a kid, I guess you just put stuff in your mouth. <laughs> And I did that. My daughter ate mud yesterday, okay? okay so there you go. <laughs> oh, Chris just said, yeah, don't forget the transistor radios that had to have batteries. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I kind of put that That, that in. was the assumption. Everyone, we knew that. I mean, I was... See, that I, was the free spot on the bingo card. I had... Uh, but I didn't have... I had a... I mean, growing up, I had a boombox or a tape, like a tape deck only thing that needed that's where i used them. i didn't really have a transistor because i had a radio on my boom box and my alarm clock i had a little transistor so, radio that took a nine volt yeah my oh we also had a you know what that reminds me we also had a uh a, like a little remember, remember when many mini tvs were all the rage oh yeah <laughs> we had one that was about like the size of a shoebox, but it stood vertically and it the screen was about as was probably smaller than the screen on my phone but you had to load that thing up because it did have. You could use it with batteries, but I think the battery life was about a half hour on a good day. On a, on a, on a good day uh, so, at that point. So how did we get off on this tangent when we were on talking about ta- uh, smoke de- the, smo- smoke the smoke detectors? detectors. Yeah. The, and last thing I want to say, I know we need to go to the phones, but uh, I rem- one of my earliest memories in life is I pulled out a, a D battery on some like handheld game. That I had like one of those Mattel football games with the red dots right. you'd push around and it ran out of batteries. And like I said, Caleb confirmed kids put stuff in their mouth. And I did the thing with, for whatever reason, not knowing what the effect would be when I put the battery on my tongue, yeah. that nine volt. And uh, <laughs> I didn't know if I hated it or liked it. By the way, the other thing that takes batteries that are very, very easy to lose and very tough to handle are hearing aid batteries. Are they? Oh. Now, now a lot of them are, are rechargeable, but those that had that. Now maybe the new over-the-counter ones will make it easier. Could be. Are they going to make disposable ones? Mm. Hmm. Well, they're all disposable. Well, anything is disposable. I lost one of mine, and it was disposed of. <laughs> There's nothing. I mean, yeah, I mean, your car is disposable. but Well, taxes in this country are not. Oh, boy. That's why we need the fair tax. Uh, oh, there it is. Uh, oh, now we count. need to get to the phones. What do you look at the time? Uh, John is joining us right now. Thank you for waiting, John. What's chapping your hide today? Hi, guys. Coach John this morning. Coach hey, John. Coach John. Good How morning. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. Hey, I, you know, the more I I think about this one, the more I, it chaps my hide. And it's an old, it's an old football thing. Yes. So now with the disappearance of Two a days and three a days, as we probably all were familiar with. The kids now don't get the pleasure of peeling back on wet, cold <laughs> gear for the second practice of the day. I, I talked about that exact thing a week last week when the two a days started. Oh, oh darn! I didn't hear uh, no, it's okay, yeah, John. And John, John, out. by the way, was one of my coaches when uh, when I was doing this very thing. Between the smell and the feel and the exhaustion that you were feeling, it built character. There's no doubt about that. It- Build character, no <laughs> doubt about it. No Thank, doubt about it. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, he was my one of my freshman year coaches over there at East. The other thing they don't get the joy of is eating just everything, eating and drinking all the water that you possibly can, and then going back out there and just hoping that it all stayed down. <laughs> <laughs> 
Facebook, uh, Rich said people that are already trashing the Huskers when they haven't even played a game yet, back off the prunes. Take a chug of Kool-Aid and see how the ride goes. That's fine with me. Uh, Leslie doesn't like the PSAs for Nebraska Public Schools. She says they're in desperate need of some new material. These uh, these Central Cities Mrs. Gillian students are postdocs by now. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, this is going to be kind of annoying, but then she finished it funny. Good job, Leslie. Uh, Brad says, what chess might is people who bring politics into every conversation and request line Friday ends for the season. Oh, boy. We've been really treating that one with kids' gloves, aren't we? But I agree with him on the politics thing. There's no doubt about it. Uh, all right. F- Facebook page. What else do we have on the... Do you guys either... COVID risk dial. Yep. Sandy oh, says. Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, Logan says, people who drive like a jerk then try to act like, oh, I can drive this way because I'm in a truck and you need a ladder to climb into it. And I don't drive 50 miles per hour. And if I don't drive 55 miles over the speed limit, I'm going to croak. Oh, wow. Lauren Shots says... across pe- the bow at truck drivers. Uh, Lauren says, people using a middle turning lane as a lane of traffic on First Street near Superior. I went in turn lane to turn left, and four cars were racing at me in turning lane <laughs> a block south from Superior. And Peter says, Peter says, no chaps, newly retired from LPS, good feeling. Sorry to send what is opposite. Oh, it's okay. We you know we like to hear those. The other ninety nine percent of the, the segments yeah. during the day. By the way, Todd, the week. Todd texted us a picture of his transistor radio. He's listening to a song. He's listening to it on old school transistor radio. Nine nice, volt. very nice. Like to see it. Yeah, yeah. The ba- oh, and and by the way, here's the other thing. Back to batteries for a second. Double A and triple A. You know what I'll do, Mark, because I can be a cheapskate for certain things. Is I will buy the, you know, the off-brand batteries. Oh no, don't do that. But I'll buy them in these huge, oh, yeah, like, like sixteen dollars for a whole egg carton of triple yeah. A batteries. Sign me up. I'll buy those. And God darn it, if every remote in my house is barely working, <laughs> and that's when they're fresh. Oh, it's just, yes. When a remote battery doesn't work, you just sat down to watch TV, and then all of a sudden it won't turn on. Like, yeah, I got to stand up and turn this thing on. What is this? 1987? Yeah, you can double as a remote. <laughs> it's true. All right. By that's... the way, I was going to ask you: Do you have a hole in your shoe? Uh, no. Why? How'd you get your foot in? 724, it's LNK Today with Jacket Friends on KLIN. I like the local news because it doesn't get into all these politics. Get today's top news. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks... Then, there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, without any further ado, let's get it started with... Number 5. 1,984 hours until Election Day, and prior to that, in Nebraska... 
We'll have a couple of uh, debates for First District Congress uh, position. Patty Pansy Brooks and uh, Mike Flood. But no gubernatorial debates are scheduled. That according to a couple of, a pair of stories, actually, by Aaron Sandiford in the Nebraska Examiner. I will, as uh, as I, I did this when I talked to Joe Jordan yesterday, as a voter, more de- from, in my opinion, uh, more debates the better. Now, I don't know how many people actually watch him and pay attention to him. Well, remember, though, this is also going to affect the Nebraska State Fair debate. Oh, that's true. Is uh, that's, one of the flood uh, patty pans? No, oh, that wouldn't be in the district. So, no, no the, the governor. Normally, they have the governor's. That's debate true. Like nine a.m. on a Tuesday they morning have it at the dumbest time. Yes, they and they that, do that's not at the time happen. when. Well, I mean, that's part of the thing when they're probably factoring in this is like, does do these even move the needle when we we do them like that? But again, putting my voter hat on. I'm glad uh, Flood and Pansy and Brooks are going to talk. By the way, those are going to be interesting conversations. Yes, they are. Because they know each other, right? You know, they've worked together in the legislature. They've got some differing opinions on some major issues. Flood has had to cast some votes and, ha- you know, on probably the most uh, divisive of issues already. I, I mean, to me, that's legitimately, that's legitimately interesting. And I think it's... Um, you know, I think it's worthwhile to hear how these candidates are able to comport themselves. And I know there's kind of this whole thing, well, I don't like to do do the shows. I like to look people in the eye. I, I don't know. I, I, I think debates, when I'm undecided on a, on, on, on a race going into it, d- debates Im- definitely impact the way that I think about them. Well, now, I think the problem, is, the, the thing here is nobody's undecided on these races, are they? <laughs> not, not very nice. unless unless they're going into the ballot unless they're going to vote you know and haven't been paying a whole lot of attention or they're going to to make sure they're voting on something well, else not, now, so, on some ballot. people will be interested because the the district uh, has some new boundaries as compared to the last time that Fort Mary was elected true you know you've added part of Sarpy County to the district yeah that's why Patty Pansing Brooks wants one of the debates to be in Omaha even though the greater Omaha area very little of it's in the district oh so, yeah, I get uh, it. So there's still she, d- discussions over where the debates will take place. Well, I mean, let's uh, let's not let's cut to the chase here on what the truth about this race is. Brooks has got to win, you know, huge in Lincoln and whatever parts of Omaha that there are to offset the way that Flood will win in the non-Lincoln Omaha area. I believe over half of the residents of the district though are in the Lincoln proper area. Hmm. Interesting. So they're going to have two of them. That's good. I'm glad to see they've, it. They've agreed to two. They're still working out the the details. Okay, um, good. Uh, we so we don't know exactly. We don't know exactly uh, where they are. But it's KTV and KLKN. Is that right? That's what uh, has been proposed. Or they've offered it. Pansing Brooks has agreed to those. Flood has not yet. But he's going to do. He two. said he said he would do the or his campaign said he would do two of them. But he wants to make sure that they cover. Uh, a larger Good. share of the of the district itself. As for the gubernatorial race, what I said stands in terms of with my voter hat on. What I'd like to see, um, I'm sure there's certainly something to be said there for sort of tradition and 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 doing it out of principle. But if you want to be a cold political creature, there is zero reason for Pillen to engage in a debate. Well, man, yeah, and he's not going to. Right. I mean. If you were doing it strictly on political calculus and and nothing else, there is nothing to be gained by. It. There's probably not that much to be lost either. If we're being really frank about it, but barring a huge sort of gaffe that goes viral or something, but 
There's not that much to be gained, not that much to be lost probably in that race with that thing. So I understand the decision. But as a voter, I'd still, frankly, like to see him. I'd, 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 I'd like to. And I'll say, say this. I will, I'm man enough to admit when I was wrong. I thought not doing the debates was a huge misstep by his campaign in the primary. And lo and behold, didn't matter. He still won the thing. So um, this 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 decision looks a lot more obvious than that one. It does. And, and of course, the, one, the other thing you have to consider when it comes to debates, uh, being in this business, uh, and as you have de- uh, moderated debates, and I've been a, a facilitator and a moderator of different ones, uh, we come at it a little differently than the average voter. So I'm not sure the average voter is all that concerned one way or the other. I, that's what I, And that's what I was getting at if you're doing a 9 a.m. debate at the State Fair on a Tuesday. <laughs> That was really... Um, But, you know, on we go. On we go with that whole thing. Moving on. Number four. Uh, Twitterverse uh, got a tweet yesterday from Nebraska Senator Deb Fisher. And this was on her campaign. Yes, that's a good point. Yes. Uh, Campaign Twitter account says, I'm proud to endorse Herschel Walker for Senate. He will stand strong for our farmers and our military, both vital to our national security. I look forward to working with him in the Senate to fight for our values and our families. So she's come out, and uh, who knows? This could be the difference in the Georgia Senate race. I highly doubt that Georgia voters are waiting to see. They've been like, well, I'm going to wait and see what Nebraska Senator Deb Fisher has to say about this. But the the bottom line on this is you've got a handful of Senate races, Mark, if you're paying close attention to this, that are going to determine where the balance of power is. In, in the Senate. And I'm talking like three or four races, right? And this yep. Georgia one is one of them. The Pennsylvania one is another one. Um, I don't Nevada. know. The Nevada might shape up to be uh, another one. Uh, but there are a handful of, and as we saw this year where it ended up 50-50, one of those flips the right or the wrong way and it changes who controls the Senate. And so, I think what Fisher is doing here is is you know, and I think probably there is a movement from Republicans in the Senate right now. Hey, we got to really get behind all of the Republican candidates in those swing states and make sure it's clear that we want them to be in the Senate. And I think, I think with Walker, there's been enough, there's been enough weirdness in his campaign that they probably are saying, hey, we need to make clear that we still support this guy and we still prefer him to be the. Uh, the elected senator over Raphael Warnock, who um, went in after the special election. So, well, that was. Uh, but I mean, yeah, that, that's a, that's a strange matchup, to be real honest. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, and, and you may like or dislike it, you know, Warnock's policies or any of those things. But this, this, these stories with Walker having like secret kids continuing to, to pop up. I actually had Herschel Walker on this show a few years ago. Really? I did. I can't remember why. I can't remember why, but we had him. Was he here for Team Jack or something like that? Yeah, I don't think it was that. I honestly have no idea why he was. I probably just called him. <laughs> Herschel, we want to talk some Georgia football. Are you interested? Yep. Number three. Speaking of football, a Husker freshman wideout hasn't even played a game yet, but making waves on social media for his name image likeness deal, he called his Crawford. Is featured now in a commercial for SOS Heating and Cooling out of Omaha. The commercial shared to Twitter less than a week ago. 5.6 
million views. <laughs> well, apparently SOS made a good investment. Jeez. Now, I don't know exactly how many of those million views are going to translate into uh, uh, people calling them, although a lot of them will. But they're from all over the country because it went completely viral and national. And in terms of name recognition now out there that will be intangibles in the local market, it's going to be good. This, Caleb, this is NIL mm-hmm. working for everyone. Yes. This is a smart and I've I've said this I've said this before about NIL. The thing I don't like about it is when you've got where there's no real quid pro quo, where there's no I give you value in exchange for value mm-hmm. other than just come to my university when I have this collective and you don't have to do squat. He is being a legitimate pitch man and lending his his name and voice and who he is and all of those sorts of things. The commercial to this is awesome. company. The commercial is awesome. It doesn't look like they uh, had a whole lot of takes when they did it, <laughs> but I think that's part of the. That's a charm. That, for I think it. that's part of the charm of that entire thing. I still don't quite understand what's happening at the beginning of it with the woman and the baby sitting on the couch. I think you know what that might be, Caleb. I think that might be the the masterminds behind this whole thing. Setting up a sequel or a prequel <laughs> to that commercial? What exactly the is the story? expanded universe of Dakota. I think there is an expanded universe with the few characters that we saw in that whole thing that we may be getting introduced to later. Season two. Wait a minute. The- Are they going to add the polar bear into the next commercial? Oh my gosh, that's right. Nash Hutmacher is named the polar bear. Why would they not get him? <laughs> or, better yet, why would a competing HVAC oh, company... Sh- no one's colder than the polar bear. Oh. <laughs> you might think you're the coldest, but nobody's colder than the polar bear. You don't bear. know cold if you're from Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Just subtle Can shots you, back and I forth. love it. Yes, we get the HVAC football player war <laughs> in this whole thing, and everyone wins. Oh my They're goodness. They're all getting paid. All the, all the HVAC places are getting tons of views. People are getting their homes either heated or cooled appropriately. Someone, that is an amazing idea, Caleb, by you. Someone needs to hire... Free idea. Go make it happen. ...for the polar bear and a little clapback commercial. (laughs) And now with the passage of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act, you might be able to get a tax credit if you use a high-energy-efficient HVAC system. There you go. Mm -hmm. You know? Polar bear likes saving money. Absolutely. Is there anyone who's got? Name? I want to write that script. By the way, I am. <laughs> if you need, if any of the HVAC companies in town want me to write that script, I'd be glad to. Does anyone have a name for the heating side of this stuff? Do we have anyone named Fire or and Fuego? A, we have a we have a tight end named like Jim Warmth. Get get get, get a quarterback with the fastest, you know, <laughs> pass and say a real heater. Yeah, you could do that with with a pitcher. Yeah, you could. My uh, oh, Blaze Gunnerson, Blaze Gunnerson. Wait, when you defensive line mate of the defensive line mate of the uh, I believe of the polar, polar bear. bear, fire and ice. Oh, jeez, <laughs> with Blaze and the polar bear. Blaze and the polar bear. Oh yeah, we got both <laughs> SOS. And you, we still you might, I'm sorry, someone might need to send up an SOS. And we don't have a mysterious baby in the beginning of our commercials that we're all wondering what the rest of the story is about. That one just went. 
<laughs> Blaze and the polar bear. You know what? I you, need a whole comic book of that one. Caleb, in like five minutes, you, Mark, and I have just made someone got made lots of people gobs of Here's money. Here's free money, everyone. I don't know why you don't listen to this show. The ideas <laughs> that come out that just end up with wheelbarrows of cash outside of your house are basically gay. Oh, ben said Blaze is booked out by all the CBD shops in town. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not true, by the way. No, not, not, not true. Not just true. That, 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 there's probably there's probably a prohibition yeah, not, on that. Not, not a real. So thing. don't be starting uh, and recruiting this new uh, this new cornerback from California named Jimmy Vape. I wouldn't. <laughs> Number two, John Smoke. <laughs> 34 Nebraska companies named as part of the 5,000 fastest-growing private companies by, in the U.S. by Inc. Magazine. To make the list, revenue minimum for companies, 2 million. Companies are ranked based on percentage growth from 2018 to 2021. There's six of them in uh, Lincoln. All right, what do we got? Who Com- made it? Company Cam. Oh, that place is on. That place is blazing. Hilger's Graben, which is the... Uh, that's a, that's a Hil- Mike Hilger's Law Mike Firm, and, right? Mike and Heather Hil- Hilger's Law Firm, right? Midwest okay. Barrel Company. They make barrels, I believe. Yep. Uh, <laughs> John Stevens Berry. Uh, uh, the, Berry Law. Berry Law. Ooh, the law firms are doing well. Bebeic. Do you know what? Are you familiar with them? I am not. Okay. Red... Thread 380. I, I know of uh, Red Thread. Uh, Viveic. Uh, now I'm, I'm interested in finding out a little bit more about what they do. Learning as strategy is what they say. Hmm. Very interesting. Solutions that balance solid research and lived experience. Uh, we offer learner-centered programs based on great ideas and solid fundamentals. Our goal is to drive through completion on time, budget, and most importantly, a positive impact on the learner and organization's stated objectives. That's really good. Uh, they're doing a great job. They're growing. I don't quite still understand what they do, but that is awesome. That's cool. That's cool. And Red Thread has had a lot of success, too. So congratulations to those Lincoln. That company cam outfit, Mark. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a success story in a pretty condensed period of time. There are some people there with that with that group, with that outfit here in Lincoln who know what they're doing and have done a really good job. And... Probably are are learning, you know, learning some of the uh, the challenges of growing very quickly at a very large rate. I'm going to guess because that's really what's happened with them. So, congratulations to all of them and the 34, the 34 other Nebraska or the uh, what it would be the 30, the 28 other Nebraska companies who made the list. All right. Number one. Airbnb is getting set out to, getting set to roll out new prevention measures to crack down on unauthorized parties at rental properties. Part of the new policy, they'll implement technology to identify potential party reservations. There are a number of items that they're going to look at. And the system mirrors policies enacted in Australia in October, which has led to a 35% drop in incidents involving unauthorized parties. Well, what is defined as a party? Exactly. Is that meaning having other people there? Does it mean doing party type? Does it mean streamers? Uh, those sorts of things. What are we? Where's the line here? Because if I'm running an Airbnb, there's some level of a party going on. Just because I'm on a I'm on a trip somewhere at that point. Yeah. someday I'm going to rent an Airbnb in Lincoln for no reason at all and just stay there. Do that down just, in the Haymarket. Just see what it's like. One of the yeah, condos. I would. I I kind of want to do that. I, I think I'm going to do that. So we should do our show. We should do that. We should all bunk up and no party. Okay, calm down. I'm Airbnb. not bunking with you. 
Well, I mean, well, I think we'll, we'll get a three-bedroom. Oh, okay. Or, or uh, Caleb can take the couch. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. That'll be fine. All right, that's ride it. Our, ride our scooters. Ride our scooters around. No cars. We're going to live the urban life. Listen We're going to live the downtown urban life for a, a weekend. We'll just, while we're doing that, obviously, blast Garth Brooks. I really want to do that and just see what life is like. Yeah. Living, with all that downtown residential. No, no, no Garth Brooks. Jamie Johnson. I just want to boot scoot boogie. <laughs> all right, 756. Mark, you rascal. You get off our stage, Mark. <laughs> Seven fifty. Turn my mic on then. Selling <laughs> <laughs> Kate with jacket oh, pants on KLIN. Swimsuit check. Sunscreen check. Phone charger check. Don't forget to pack the five hour energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get twenty percent off when you use code five he travel at fivehourenergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. L-I-N. Hi, welcome back. 812, 61 degrees in the capital city. Glad to have you back with us. Well, once a month we chat with the mayor of Lincoln. She is Mayor Lirian Gaylor-Baird. And she joins us this morning to talk about some of the things that are making news in and around the city this month. Good morning, Mayor. How are you doing today? Good morning, Jack. I'm doing really Good. well. How are you? Uh, fine. How's the uh, how's the transition in the household to you know school school year everything you know just summer to fall all of those things. Uh, how's everything going for you right now? You know, it's a little sentimental to be honest. My youngest just started high school. It feels Ooh. like a big change. Yeah. Ooh. Yep. And this fall, my other two will be out of the house at college, so it's going to be a little bit. Here. Wow! Yeah. Wow. Well, I have a. I've got once. I have nobody in elementary school anymore. Oh. Now I've got. I've got my my youngest who's in middle school now, um, which is like you know a sunrise sunset thing. But it also means yeah. my twelve year old streak of having to pick a kid up at an elementary school is over. <laughs> And I somehow went those 12 years without getting into an accident or like a, a fight or anything with anyone, which I didn't know if I would do. So that's, you know, that's a good thing. I don't want to, you know, tie up any police resources on any of those things. And now we know that we won't have to. So that's, that's very definitely good. an impressive accomplishment. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. it. I mean, some of the here's the thing, Mayor. These these schools were designed for a time like when I went to to Holmes and May Morley, I either walked or I took the bus. There wasn't right. like there wasn't like 400 parents that were waiting to pick up every day. We walked or we took the bus, and they were put in neighborhoods, and they weren't really designed for that kind of a situation. So, Yeah. Have you ever seen the J Street cul-de-sac near Lincoln High? Uh, n- no, I haven't, but <laughs> I can imagine. At every single school has its own sort of folklore about the traffic situation yeah. that happens around it. The modern ones are a little better, but nonetheless, we uh, we digress. Hey, just for, let's just start with kind of a general uh, update budget-wise on, on that sort of stuff. Where are we in the process? What's... What's been happening? I know there's been some news that have been coming out about individual things within the budget and what the city council has done, but just give us kind of a general overview here to start. I've had to sum up, I'd say, home stretch, because this budget that I proposed way back in June that's supporting public safety and health and supporting economic development and protecting our quality of life, that budget has had time to brew and the council's had time to make some adjustments. Um, We are looking for a final vote on the budget. The council is scheduled to vote on final changes and adopt the budget uh, at their regular council meeting next Monday. So we're almost done. I... um 
boy, my my eyebrows went up, and not in a bad way. But when I when we we had reported here at KLIN about some of the the details on the new LPD contract, and uh, mm-hmm. that would that would um, ha- they would have some some raises that went into that, and and I believe making LPD uh, the highest paid police force in in the state that went through this. When mm-hmm. and I just you know I know I know how those negotiations go. I know that's a part of it. I know sort of just all of the conversation that's ha- been had around police forces and and the funding of police forces over the couple of years and so i saw that and i was like mm-hmm. wow and you had a yeah. unanimous vote vote at the city council for this to happen um i assume this is something that that you're behind you're glad to hear how did we get to a place where something like this was able to happen that i think a lot of people across the political spectrum are probably pretty happy to see well, it was our priority. Public safety is our top priority, and we knew going into negotiations that we wanted to be competitive and to be able to attract the best talent and keep our talented law enforcement professionals. So uh, we made this an, a big priority, and uh, you know, this is a biennial budget that I've just proposed, and the increase in the first year is a higher percentage increase, uh, and, and that is in part to reflect the fact that we are making this big investment in compensation and benefits for law enforcement professionals. So, um, yeah, our city police officers are going to be the highest paid in the state. We we value their work greatly, and we think it'll help us set really continue to set high expectations for the department and drop draw people who want to meet those high expectations. I, I you know, there's so much conversation, Mayor, in private, public industry, all of it about um, being able to get people to do the jobs that mm-hmm. people need them to do in private industry. But there are some of them when you're looking at the government sector and whether it's the school districts looking at teacher or teachers or you know the city looking at things like police officers and other city services that are vital that you can't you just can't go without and and i've always said well okay the first most obvious thing to do is is if you can do it figure out a way to pay them more and and that's a part of it that step looks like it's going to be taken what else kind of goes into that analysis you know, you do that. That first step is important. But what else goes into that analysis from a from a city perspective, from a government perspective, to make sure we've got people and we've got good people in these positions that we need them in city city positions? Mm-hmm. Well, absolutely. Making sure they feel their values through their compensation and benefits package is is really high up. Um, and looking for ways to make working conditions better. So a lot of it's about listening and understanding the priorities of our employees through union negotiations, but also throughout the course of our operations on a day-to-day basis and um, making sure that um, they have the resources they need to stay safe while they keep others safe. That's mm-hmm. also been a factor, trying to make sure that um, that they have the resources and equipment. So, you know, we're continuing to invest in our fleet, invest in um, protective equipment, and that's true not just in police, but also with LFR. You know, we're making big investments in in our, our fleet there and in trying to improve the facilities and the living conditions for the firefighters and paramedics who, who sign up for a big job and then come actually live in city facilities part of the week. And, and, and how much does a, a step like this impact and i'm uh, i'm not saying that there was any sort of terrible relationship between city leadership and police or you know a perfect one in any of it but uh, what kind of a step does this make in sort of working together and and having a bit of a fig leaf in in this situation and say hey we you know we realize this is an issue uh, what does that portend sort of for this this relationship that can be let's face it in in some communities and you can't be ignorant of everything that's happened over the last three years uh how how do you think that helps kind of going 
going forward in that in that relationship? Well, I think it's a a real acknowledgement of what a difficult and hard job they have and the risk that they take every time they suit up and go to work. Uh, So I think just acknowledging that risk, acknowledging the unique service they provide to the community is really important for just having foundationally a good relationship and and a good culture over at LPD and throughout the city organization. Yeah. I mean, it's the literal opposite of defund the police, right? I mean, it, for sure, that it, was never our approach. Yeah, it's yeah. and that's interesting. It just yeah, and, so much. I mean, of, our our public wants to have a high quality law enforcement team, and to get high quality, you invest. You invest in the salaries and the benefits, so you can attract good people. You invest in the working conditions and the resources they have available to them, and to their training, and to a commitment to transparency, which mm-hmm. also costs money. As you try to make sure that people understand the way the department works so that involves human resources that involves technology so uh, we we understand that to pursue excellence we need to invest um a couple other things making news have to do with some grants uh that the city is going to have um at various places at their disposal uh, um let, let's start i want to start with this uh, uh multimodal transit center uh, tell me a little bit about the grant and how something like this happens and and why lincoln got it and how they went through the process yeah. of being able to get it This is such good news. It's such big news. This is one of the largest competitive grant awards in our city's history. Uh, We have been seeking funds to build out this transportation center so that we can improve the StarTran public transit experience in our community, both for riders and our workers and our drivers. Uh, This is going to help us connect more people to their jobs and get them to school more efficiently, um, connect them to services like people who use the bus to get to doctor's appointments or go to the grocery store. And um, it's also going to help us advance some of our greenhouse gas emissions reduction goals. So there's a lot of public value in investing in a center like this, but it's expensive. And so our federal partners have finally, um, you know, been convinced that we are worthy of this investment. And we're so pleased. Our team has worked hard to make the case. Uh, We've got a new location for this center and a plan that will help not only, you know, advance public transit, but also make it easier for people to take advantage of other modes of transportation as they head to work. So we'll we'll be connecting. And that's that's what I want to ask you. I know. There you go. That's that's kind of gets the question I was asking. I mean, call it multimodal. This is, I mean, this is largely though about in, impacting the um, the Star Train essentially the bus system, right? And mm-hmm. and the efficiency and the convenience and those sorts of things. Is is that is that generally correct? Right. This will right? provide a lot more space for our our fleet um, and will help you know, facilitate the greening of our fleet. We'll have charging stations as we continue to invest in electric buses. And it'll also have an indoor transit center so people who are waiting for the bus can actually go inside and have a comfortable space, have access to restrooms, restrooms for our drivers, which we do not have today. I mean, th- there are a lot of real basic needs we are addressing with this transit center, but it'll also make it easier for people to to come downtown, um, get to work. They can hop off the bus and, and, you know, walk to work. They can hop off the bus and catch a bike and bike to work. It's going to present more options to the traveling public. And, uh, you know, it helps us facilitate the redevelopment of the Golds Building where we have some, you know, some pretty minimal, like barely adequate, you know, facilities to support public transit. Yeah, I've heard, I mean, you've heard a lot of stories about how that isn't a great situation there now. Mm -hmm. So we know that's part of the alleviation, right? Yep, we absolutely want to change. We want the rider experience to be great and this will help us get there.
All right, uh, and then I want to ask about these tourism grants, um, and I talked to Jeff Mall about these on on uh, on Friday. I actually talked a little bit to Jason Ball about them as well. But uh, a handful of of organizations here uh, that are geared toward tourism in the city of Lincoln, and you're uh, you know getting varying values all the way up to multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just again, tell us a little bit about how how this happened and uh, what you think the impact might be able to be here when it comes to tourism. Yeah, well, again, I want to just really express some gratitude to our federal partners. These these funds came to us from the American Rescue Plan. They had a direct allocations to city and county, and we, as a city and county, teamed up to try to make sure we could get these dollars out efficiently and equitably and effectively. And so together we worked to allocate nearly $5 million, and we awarded those grants to 15 area nonprofit tourism organizations because we were really, really looking to try to support organizations, you know, like our museums, um, like the the folks who run events um, and support our youth sports, uh, like the zoo, like the Children's Museum, um, like the Museum of Speed, things that make life better for people who live here and help us draw people into our community. They've been impacted. We want to make sure that we help them recover. That's good. Yeah. And and I I think, again, something that there can be a whole lot of unity on is the more that we can um, we can increase that, bring people into the community. It, it mm-hmm. serves everybody in a whole lot of ways from, from financial to, to otherwise, um, just exposure and all of that as well. So, yeah. uh, hopefully that'll be something that, that these places can do a lot with. It sounds like a decent amount of money. So, uh, yeah. I think, I think a lot of these places should be able to really benefit from it. Yep. And when people come into town to go to the children's museum or to go, uh, you know, to, ke- to come in and play in a tournament, like they typically then spend money in our restaurants and shop in our shops. So this does have that ripple effect of helping our economic recovery. Very nice. Uh, I, I, my idea for the phase two of the multimodal, you'll probably spend up all the money first, but like, how about like a gondola type ride, uh, air, air, tra- air tran type thing from the modal, multimodal center? Maybe one to the arena, one to Memorial Stadium. Or maybe a zip line? I don't know. One to the, a zip a line. There you go. You yeah. get a sponsor on it, you'll be fine. <laughs> At that point, we've got to think outside the box. When we Listen, say I've got, I appreciate that creativity. I have got all of these ideas, and no one ever calls me for it, so I just say I'm on the radio to you directly. Uh, good to talk to you, Mayor. I appreciate it. We'll check again again in September, and uh, have a good day. All right. Oh, thanks so much, Jack. Great to be with you, Mayor Learian Gaylor Barrett at eight twenty-five. We'll take a break. Selling K today with Jack and friends on KLIN. Before you hit that drive time, stay alert with Nitro Cold Brew Coffee from Broken Rail Beverage Company. This is 1499.3 KLIN. He's been talking Huskers on the Nebraska airwaves for nearly three decades. It's Old Timers Day on the radio dial with former KLIN morning show sidekick, John Bishop. Yes, it is. Back off vacation watching the dune buggies race around in Iowa and betting pennies on them illegally. It's John Bishop. Good morning, John. How are you doing? We don't bet pennies on them. What? Don't you have some kind of tradition where you put pennies in a thing and you bet them? I thought you did that. No, no, no. Just a friend of mine and I, we pick races back and forth, and whoever wins gets a trophy at the end. Oh, it's a trophy. All right. Sorry. It's not illegal activity. Sorry. No, and and by the way, it's Iowa where that kind of stuff is legal. legal. You know, unfortunately, in Nebraska, we have people running for higher office 
who, you know, are scared of such things. Oh, boy, here we and, go. And think that, you know, oh, my God, if we bet on an event that happens in our state, you know, Jeez. the kids, what are we going to, what I mean, about the children? John, we, uh, we have got a, we got a, uh, a temporary casino opening uh, five minutes from your house within the next few weeks, okay? I think you just can accept the progress here at this point. No, because right? we don't get to go put a three-team parlay down on Nebraska, Drake, and Concordia, okay? <laughs> Yeah, where am I going to get my lines for Nebraska versus Queens University? Where? <laughs> I have been, Iowa, that's No, where. but I mean let's I have been saying for years get Queens University in a game and pair it with a Mississippi State Drake game and then, you know, Concordia can come in and play somebody too. I can't I finally they've gotten my emails over at the athletic department. I am glad to hear it. I really have been passionate about this. Finally came to fruition. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm in a good mood today, John, about NIL because of DeColdis Crawford and because of everything that, that, that entire thing. When I envisioned when they talked about NIL, and I've come on your show and talked about this, and like I, I envision NIL works when it's a quid pro quo. You've got something that values us. We've got something that values you other than you know, us just getting you to the university and sort of paying you a stipend to do it. And this was the purest, this was the purest example of that which I had in my head about that quid pro quo. Do you agree? Well, absolutely. That's what we all kind of thought was going to happen. Uh, it's just that, as per usual, uh, the boosters and the uh, folks with the money, the alums with money, uh, were, were like five steps ahead of most of us by creating these collectives and basically finding ways to to pay players without having them really having to do anything other than enroll in their the school of their choice. So, yeah, it, it's it, it's it's what we had hoped it would be. It's what we thought it would be. And, you know, it, it, it kudos kudos to anybody who can, you know, do it this way. Now, that's not to say that, you know, what the vast majority of folks getting NIL money are doing anything illegal. They're not. Um, but it's just the way that, you know, the NCAA kind of just opened the floodgates because they threw their arms up and said, well, we can't fight this anymore. So we're literally giving up. Um, but the, um, the, the endorsement of this, what it, what it's probably going to encourage is parents to name their kids, you know, other right. things that are just natural tie-ins to, uh, to businesses. So I'm looking forward to a next, to a new generation of, you know, <laughs> little hamburgers and hot dogs and. I am, I'm folks I, being, 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 being peddled around and, and, and hopefully becoming big time college athletes. I, he's still a minor. And so I am working with my son on getting his name changed to Chris Meat Burrito Mitchell. Uh, and I think, uh, Johnny, if he goes by Chris Meat Burrito, better chance he can walk on and play a sport at Nebraska somewhere and get all that amigos dough. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. CMB. You know, uh, you know, and, and, and and your daughter, who you already had the foresight. I mean, little Ranchette, you know, she'll uh, she'll be a nice little tag team partner right there with him. We've already changed my daughter's name to Frankfurter, so <laughs> I don't know. That I think, might be a little too old school. I know. Do people right. know what a Frankfurter is? Yeah, I don't know. I think you really need to be on the nose with these things. So <laughs> think about naming your kids something like Union Bank. Maybe I don't know. You, you look for where the dough is. Is what I would say. This is my daughter, Momo. <laughs> Listen, hey, if this brings back classic names like Edward Jones, I'm all for it. 
it's, uh, it's just it's this is between this, this and is Nebraska's new quarterback EF Hutton. <laughs> <laughs> when he calls signals, people listen. <laughs> so good. I know Caleb and I are now going through the roster and identifying the perfect business to employ or uh, get an NIL deal with almost each player. And there's something there for all of them. Mm-hmm. And the commercials would be great, and they write themselves. And so the only thing Caleb brought up, I think very smartly, is Nebraska has a player nicknamed the Polar Bear already on their team, and they also have a defensive lineman named Blaze. I, if there's not an HVAC company out there in the Lincoln or Omaha area that wants to clap back at SOS, uh, they need to get the Polar Bear and Blaze and say, hey, you can listen to a Le- uh, guy from Louisiana about when it's cold, but nobody knows better how to make it colder or hot than the Polar, polar Bear and Blaze. I, they should think about it. Well, they could, but, you know, defense is all about, you know, getting to the quarterback and, and knocking them out of the game. And so, you know, a defensive tackle named Butheris, Mazer, and Love, <laughs> you know. Oh, I bury quarterbacks, and nobody buries, buries people better than Butheris, Mazer, and Love. My apologies to the fine folks at Butheris, Mazer, and Love. But you gave him a free commercial. I mean, this is all about marketing now. <laughs> if we're going to do this, let's go all in. Uh, uh, and by the way, I was saw that we, the, we, as we were going through the roster, we did see there was one player with the surname of Weaver. Real missed opportunity with that Weaver's plant shutting oh, down. You know, gee whiz, man, missed. Bad, oh, I still have bad. the bag. By the way, I still have the bag of potato chips on my desk that you bought at Super Saver. Yeah, the day we well, found I mean, it was closing. I'm I'm waiting for the museum to open at some point. <laughs> We've got that. That thing's got to be worth dozens of dollars now. Uh, it's, it's incredible. <laughs> I would hate to open that thing right now. <laughs> um, so, uh, oh, Brad Foxologist texted in, thinking one for you, John Bishop Buffet, Bishop's Buffet. Those don't exist anymore either. Sad. Just a missed opportunity before you got huge. That yeah. could have been a huge endorsement for you. My grandma loved that place. Bishop's you know, I never Buffet. weighed at one. Really? Oh, the one at Gateway, we went to all the time. She loved it. They had a little light you could turn on at your table when you were when you were done and you wanted them to take your dishes so you could go back through and get your desserts and, and Yeah, that was like the that. one where all the pies and the cakes yes. were in the circular uh yep. glass case, right? Yep. Yeah. It was an experience right there, uh, right there at Gateway. By the way, those HVAC companies when they get Blaze Gunnerson and it gets really cold, they also need to get Blaze Keita from basketball. Oh, so yeah. when you need twice the Blaze. <laughs> Maybe somewhere, someone that installs fireplaces. Right? You've got, listen, Caleb, I think we might need to start an agency here, right? <laughs> Just making these connections for people here at this point. Uh, all right, uh, John, I know you've been on vacation, but Caleb and Josh and I have been busy sorting through the ideas on how we can break the curse that has been impacting Nebraska football. We've got a lot of ideas, um, and so we're going to have to put our heads together in the next few days and just figure out how to accomplish them all. Because as we've said from the beginning on this thing, we don't know that any of them will work for sure. We acknowledge that some might be weird, uh, but it doesn't hurt anything just to make sure. And and that's what we're going to go. So I'm going to I just I'm going to need you now that you're back uh, to be pushing really hard to get us some more ideas, some more things to do, whatever needs to happen. Um, I don't think we have any uh, men or women yet locked up of uh, some sort of, uh, of religious ilk, but I'd like to have that. 
for anyone who thinks that might have some help. We got we got a little work to do in the next week. Are you ready to get this thing uh, all set up? Yeah, um, you know, time is running out, so we encourage you. Any any ideas that you have would would definitely help. Um, and and we'll we'll try to we'll try to you know get as many of them done as possible. So, I mean, again, it, not all of them will work, but may, but, but all it might. takes is one. Yes. I'm thinking of I'm thinking of the end of the Better Call Saul. You know, he don't say no, 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 don't. Oh, okay, God, I'm not done yet. I'm so scared that you're going to ruin it for me. No, I wasn't going to ruin oh, okay. it, but I mean, it only takes one. All right. Yeah, um, it only takes one. Uh, yeah, it only it t- takes one, and we may be hitting that. Now, I'm working on a special project. I don't know if you heard about through your vacation or not, but I'm right now working on some research. Um, you know, some meditation, those sorts of things. Um, I, I might have intimated this to you before, but I've I've gone further on it. I do believe that. P- Potentially, uh, Buck Belzer in the afterlife is controlling uh, the outcome of Nebraska sports, um, and and it goes back it goes back into the fifties. I've built the theory. I'm going to unveil it completely at the Curse event. But I know you've always told me about how you've got some of the dirt from Mount Buck that was built uh, during that 2001 Super Regional at uh, Regional and Super Regional. Would you be able uh, to sacrifice not all of it, but at least a portion of that? If I had oh yeah, a... we could take a little bit out, okay. and sprinkle it on the ground. I and... think that might. I mean, I don't. I think that might do it. I think Buck needs to hear from us that we are sorry that we took his namesake down. I think maybe we should put something his name on something else. To be honest, uh, he had a great history as an athlete, as a football and baseball player. And here's the thing. The week after he passed, the Saturday after he passed, he passed in the fall of 59, I believe. Uh, Bill Jennings went on to reel off three straight wins for the first time in like six years in Nebraska. Then a couple more weeks passed, and what happens? He beats Oklahoma for the first time in over a decade. You think that Buck didn't have anything to do that? I don't think you uh, have your eyes open. Well, that 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 is good to hear. Now they did name the uh, the little kids park there in right field after Buck. That's Rogers. named after. But maybe we need to. You know what? Maybe we need, we're going to be right by that. Maybe we need to do something with the dirt in there and rub it into the playground equipment. Because I've also <laughs> when I had a little kid when uh, when young Johnny was going to Salt Dogs and Husker games, age of four, five, and six, I hated that place. Okay, because he wanted to go there, and I wanted to watch baseball. So there's something there. With I can all see of plenty of the field from there. Uh, it's uh, it's a little hard. Plus, if you got a kid, you got to watch all of those things. No, she likes to climb to the top of the slide and turn around and watch the game, so none of the other kids can go. That's good. She just holds that's, up traffic. That's good. But I need I we need to do something there. So I'm just going to need your creativity and just a little bit of your dirt for uh for yeah, that. Yeah, we one. got we've got dirt. We've got a can full of dirt. You know, we'll 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 okay. we'll we'll do what we have to do. I've I've got a couple of items that I can sacrifice. Okay. Um, you know, for 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 the greater cause, and and if you have items you'd like to bring with you, and and we, I mean, I don't, 
here, let what, me. What we're, we're restricted on what we can technically light a fire, but if we have to, we're still in some negotiations, maybe about that. We're 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 gonna find a way to destroy things that they need to be destroyed and sacrificed to the universe. Um, what if everyone just brought their disco records and piled them up in center field <laughs> and doused idea. them in gasoline and lit them on fire? Great idea. That how could that go wrong? What a good idea. If we all just bring our own red balloons, what are they going to do? Stop us all? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do the balloons Do the balloons factor into the curse somehow? Hmm. We need people. Mm, we, I don't think so. Okay, I we mean, need, the balloons have been around for a long time. We need every potential detective, supernaturally inclined person in the world to do the things that I did because I may not be on the right track, but you may be. Okay, so the more that you guys do and then you, you contact any of the four of us, we're, we've got a master list together. We're going to put this this whole thing together, and and eventually we're going to do them all as much as we can uh, after this is all over. Now, John, I want to ask you a little advice um, because I think I may have the curse might be in my own closet. Um, as you, you you know, my wife uh, and I got married in two thousand one. Okay. And for, I believe, it wasn't that football season after, 01, they went to the national championship. Things got bad in 02. My birthday is August 7th. It was a week ago. My gift for my birthday, this is no joke, Megan gave me the new 2002 uniforms. And if you remember, that was when they played Arizona State in the first game of the year and they did the (laughs) piping. She gave me a white Husker jersey with red piping that was number one because I was obsessed because of your colleague Gary Sharp hyping him up so much with Thunder Collins. So I have the number one white 2002 jersey with piping on it. And since the day I got that, things have gone south, like directly since the day that I got that. Do you think it's wise for me to dispose of, eliminate, obliterate uh, a gift from my wife? Well, uh, I'm. I think the athletic department did the exact same thing with the actual jerseys. <laughs> so, so any and all replicas also need to be dispersed of because you know it's not very often when a team quote unquote changes their look that it lasts one season and then they dispatch of it and we never hear of it again. But that's what happened in 2002. People hated those things so much that. Uh, you know, just just the the, the mere visual of it, and, and unfortunately, it you know it 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 cast poor Jamal Lord in a negative light. I mean, he's like a, he's like equated with those jerseys. Yeah, he is. And it's not his fault. Yep. Corey so, Ross. Yeah, Corey, the early those, days of Corey so I, Ross. I, I, I think I got my brother one of those for Christmas. I know. Might have been the exact same one. And like when I got it, I was so excited. I was like, "Wow, my I'm married. Life is gonna be great. My wife is getting me cool, expensive gifts that I'm excited about." And like, so I have like sort of a a good association with it. But John, I think I need to kill it. I absolutely I don't, it needs to be. Can killed. we do this without her hearing about it? Because she's not, think, she, she's not going to notice if it's not in the closet, right? It's 21 years ago. I don't think she's going to be. She's really going to care that much. Okay, we may. There's probably a lot of clothes in your closet that she's not very fond of that she would like you to burn too. <laughs> That's a problem. About half of my wardrobe dates back to like 2002 still, so it's not that rare <laughs> for that to actually happen. Okay, I'll have some talks with her, but I just wanted to get your advice on doing something like that. Um, but at the mo- very least, we can take bring it out and get some white paint, and we can just paint over the uh, <laughs> paint and, over the pipe. And then the other thing I think we need to do, John, and you've been a leading. Pro- you know, kind of leading the charge and critiquing the new version of Herbie 
um, which you know, especially the logo version of it, which just which just feels so contrived and coming out of a focus group or something, as compared to the old one, and then some of the new logo stuff that just feels it feels very like discount table at Sam's Club ish. I don't. We got to. We got to do something about those two. Uh, and I don't know exactly how we do that. You know, uh, I don't know if people want to burn their clothes or what they want to do, and we don't want it to symbolize a larger burning of the logo. But it's just those specific things. But I think we've got to do something about that too. Well, I've I've been against metrosexual Herbie for a long time. <laughs> I mean, the guy looks like you know he just got off the road and off the interstate, you know, in his camper, and he's taking his family to Applebee's for a. <laughs> fine family dinner versus you know going out and growing his own food and right you know and slaughtering his own beef and cooking it right there outdoors like 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 the Nebraskans did used to do right right uh, growing n- his own corn you know what new herbie loves glamping oh absolutely he's got one of them giant you know five hundred thousand dollar rigs and you know the fifth wheel the whole nine yards absolutely you know he's got the three-quarter ton pickup truck personal trainer you know, Glamping's oh. nice. Don't knock he's it. He's got a personal trainer. I know he's got a personal trainer. <laughs> well, don't trainer. you remember the videos that they contrived of him working out and getting a haircut and a makeover when uh. they first in- unveiled him? Oh, absolutely. He had all of that stuff. That was a that was a Steve Peterson creation. All right, John. T-minus A days. We have a lot of work to do. We'll we be have in- a lot of work to do. And don't forget, it's free. It's free. free. It's free. It's free, free. And there will be concessions. Yes. Uh, food, adult, non-adult drinks. Uh, kids can come. All of those things. The Ice Cube concert is happening across the street right after it, if you're going to that or not. Um, and you can see John and Josh do their show. I'm sure you guys... And it's a show two days before the game, so it's going to be a lively 4.30 to 6 on the show, I'm going to guess. Oh, absolutely, because all next week's going to be is about predictions. We all got to have yep. our predictions, right? Yep. All right, we'll talk to you on the eve of the uh, of the curse party a week from today. Have a good one, all right? All right, we'll see you. There you go, John Bishop. 1620 The Zone on KLIN. Get today's top news and sports directly to your inbox. Sign up for the daily at KLIN.com.